retreating and looking at that uh, whole idea of Jesus going away to a solitary place and praying uh, and thinking, well, if we're wanting to do what Jesus did, if we're wanting to learn from him, maybe we should do that. Is that something we can do today? So that's what today's on. Feel free to leave if that's not what you thought you were here for, although I probably will sob if any of you do that. Um, if you've got a Bible, can you look at Mark 1, 35 to 39? I'll read it for you if you haven't got a Bible, that's all right. Uh, Mark 1, 35 to 39. Jesus pray, prays in a solitary place. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone was looking for Jesus, not not the people who walked in the door. Um, For those of you who just walked in the door, we're looking for Mark 1. 35 to 39. Welcome, everybody. So, uh, Jesus has just gone off in the reading and wandered off and prayed in a lonely place. Uh, Simon and his companions went off to look for him. Everyone, uh, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everybody is looking for you. Jesus replied, let's go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so that I can also preach there. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Okay, so we look at lots of what Jesus did. We see what he does today, and we try, ideally, those of us who follow Jesus would like our lives to look a bit more like his did. So we try and emulate certain characteristics and certain things like forgiving people we We're good at doing that, and maybe we're not good at doing that. And being generous and being kind and loving to people, looking after the lonely and the lost, all that sort of stuff, we kind of get that, don't we? But I reckon uh, this is one of those things where we find it a little bit harder to do what Jesus did. So he took himself away to a quiet place and prayed. And he did this regularly. It's not the only account in the New Testament of Jesus doing this. Two things that I would like to point out. What happens when Jesus does this? Firstly, it confuses others. The disciples don't quite get what he's doing. They need that explaining to him. Probably so do we need it. That fully, the full depth of what he was doing explaining to us. And secondly, from it comes a change of direction with renewed energy. So he, start, he says, actually, let's go to a new place. From going to this quiet place that he, he prayed in. His response is to say, let's go to a new place. We're going to do something new now. And following that, casts out demons and preaches the good word. So, so a whole load of renewed energy in a new direction happens when we, or when Jesus reflected. And I think that's true for us today. Let me tell you a bit about my story uh, and, uh, and how I've got to where I am with, with this journey of retreating. And, um, uh, and we'll see what you think. Uh, about your own journey. Um, but also let me remind you, this isn't what Jesus did is not a new thing. Uh, it wasn't new. Elijah is lots of accounts throughout the Bible of people doing this. Elijah retreats. He's kind of on a run away, isn't he, from Jezebel, but 
then he retreats and he's like caught in all sorts of crazy weather and eventually hears God in a still small voice whilst he's in the quiet. <laughs> Welcome, come in, come in. Well, way on the way. Sorry, I didn't realise you were queuing. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, missed the first five minutes. It was amazing. Yeah. It's probably the best first five minutes you'll ever have heard. How was it out there in the corridor? Was it really enjoyable? Whilst you were queuing? Yeah, sorry about that. Yes, come in, come in, come in. Okay, just to summarise. <laughs> G20's here, guys, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. To summarise, we've read Mark 1, 35 39, where Jesus retreats. He goes away to a solitary place. The disciples go looking for him. They don't know where he is. And he says, let's go and do a new, let's go and do a new thing. Let's go to a new place, preach the, the gospel, and cast out demons. So, uh, that's what's just happened. We're remembering that throughout the Old Testament, this happens with Elijah, and we've also seen it with Jonah, uh, when he did his crazy journey that we looked at last year uh, at G2, and ends up with him basically on his own, under a plant, reflecting, praying about Nineveh, and even then he's getting it all messed up uh, and thinking they should be killed. But nevertheless, he gets himself into a place where he can go somewhere quiet. And this happens throughout the Bible. Um, can I just ask you to discuss uh, in twos? You're just, yeah, the person next to you, twos ideally, your journey with prayer. So what I mean by that is, uh, obviously that's huge, isn't it? But more specifically, how do you pray? Do you pray only with other people? Do you pray only on your own, a mixture of both? Do you ever give yourself quality time where you think, right, I'm going to give myself a bit of space here, get away and pray? Do you ever do that? Do you sometimes do that? Did you used to do it? Any answer is okay. Uh, Be honest, though, and chat for a couple of minutes with the person next to you on that. Okay. Uh, just something about my story with where I've got to with this. Retreating, by the way, uh, this whole concept of taking yourself away uh, is something that I feel I have some level of authority to talk on because of my story. Um, I don't suppose, though, that I've got all the answers. Um, but because I've kind of pursued this, I do want to share it because I feel like I've discovered something really good. Um, about four years ago, uh, I was working for Fusion, like I still am now. I was on the leadership of G2. I still am now. Um, we didn't have any kids. We married to Hannah. Um, now two little kids, which you've probably seen at some point. One of them's disguised as a teddy bear in a little white kind of outfit. Um, and uh, so uh, basically, I, I love my life. I play golf. I, enjoy, I just enjoy being me, if I'm really honest. I, I think I'm all right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I just I was enjoying life. Um, but then on New Year's Eve, about four years ago, we got a real shock, and we found out my dad had cancer. Just hit me like a train from the sideways. Didn't know what was happening. Um, and processed some of it, uh, prayed about some of it with people, and thought I was doing all right. But um, my, my boss uh, had said, a boss at Fusion Rich, he'd said, you want to make sure you, you give yourself real time and space, because there'll be, there'll be confusion, and at, at that point it wasn't yet grief, but it became grief. Dad died seven months after that, and uh, but there was a whole lot of confusion going on in my, my life, and um, he said, just make sure you give yourself space regularly to just chat to God about your life, how it's going, how you're doing, 
what's happening, because it's all going very fast. And basically, then when it became grief, uh, his advice was just make sure you turn on that tap every now and again. Don't let it rust up, because there'll probably be a bit of emotion, a bit of grief that needs to come out. But you need to do that in a safe space. And for me, that was taking myself away just on my own, somewhere where I could just process stuff. So what I started to do is I started to um, go to a place called Nodva, which uh, Christian and I have been to since. Um, It's like a little retreat house. Uh, It's in a vicarage garden, and there's like hens everywhere and stuff. It's about eight miles north of York in Sutton on the Forest, and it's just a a nice place to go to, a little wooden kind of shack summer house type thing. So I started going there, and you can go there and just pay a bit of money for bills and stuff, and it's fine. So I started to do that. Um, every month. And that started as soon as Dad got cancer, because I realised I'm going to have to process some of this. And I've not missed a month yet um, for the last four years. I don't always now go to Nodva, but I did for a year. I went to the same place. And that was actually really significant for me, to go to the same place every time. I was confronting some of the same issues, talking to the same God, going through some of the same mileage but it was very important to be going to the same place for me at that time but now I go to different places um I now um I get well let me tell you this I think the big picture for me the reason why I found this helpful and the reason why I think we need to do this the big picture stuff when we really zoom out um is discipleship is the most crucial thing in our journey on this earth Discipleship, and what I mean by that is our walk with Jesus. It is the most important thing you will do whilst you're on earth. Part of that will be mission. Part of that will be an appropriate outworking of your walk with Jesus. It's probably that you would want to walk with other people who aren't currently walking with him. And and also that's what he did, wasn't it? It he, He spread the news that he came to share. So that would be an appropriate part of it, but it's not the main part. The main part is your relationship with God. And then it leads you to do a whole lot of other stuff. So, in other words, keeping the you and him thing, in what, the way I often think of it is just a me and him. This is me and him day. This is what today is about. It's about me and him. All the other faff, all the other responsibilities, all the other important stuff get shelved for a day. Because today is about me and him, once a month, because it's the most important thing I do whilst I'm walking on this earth. Um, it's about a relationship. It's, it's time spent in a relationship with God. And I, I, I'm quite a task-focused person. And my job, I treat it quite task-focused. I have lots of lists. I like taking things off. I like to achieve things. I like to break boundaries. And I like to smash targets. And that, kind of be, that can be how I live. And it's so important for me that I take a day to not live like that. Um, I don't, I'm not, my whole world isn't like that. But you know what I mean? To spend a, whole, a day just saying, God, this is just, it's about me and you. It's not about targets. It's about me and you. It's just wonder, do you get that time? Do you get that deep relationship with God? And it's the Trinity as well, isn't it, God? So it's different time. When I do my days, I try and spend intentionally time with different members of the Trinity, thinking, I need to talk to my Father God. I need to talk to him. I need his approval. I need his love for me. I need to know that. I don't have an earthly dad anymore. And so it's so important that I'm connected to the Father God's love. Uh, it's also really important that I, I, and I pray. I encourage you to do this. Pray directly to individual members of the Trinity. I don't know if you've ever done that before. But I pray to the Holy Spirit, particularly when I need help or when I need comfort in a situation. 
when something I need to change, and Jesus when I need inspiration and when I need authority, when I need to ask for, for something to happen in Jesus' name, uh, when, when you need a sense of a companion, someone who's been through uh, what you've already been through, and when you need the sense of a friend, I would pray for those in, in those different directions. I don't think it's an accident that the Trinity is described in those ways because we need God, and all of those three are God as we know, but try addressing them differently. It, it, in some senses, it's worth even praying this over the same issue. If you've got a big issue that you need to get away and think through, pray to it, the, each member of the, of the Trinity on the same thing. And you'd be amazed, it's often really different prayers that 